Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome back to Buzzing About Romance. This is a quick shot of romance. You've got me, Becky, and joining me for this episode is Carolina. Hi Carolina, how you doing? Good, hello Becky. Um, so on this quick shot of romance, we are reviewing book two in the Wild Love series. Um, and Carolina's with me. You can find her as Curl Up With Books on Instagram. Um, <clears throat> I kind of strong-armed Carolina <laughs> into reading this book with me. <laughs> Which wasn't hard. No, I know, but I fell down this Jay Salmon rabbit hole and... I'm desperate to get back, but between work and arcs, it's going to be a minute. But anyway, I digress. Um, Carolina, would you read the synopsis from Goodreads for us? Will do. A rare moment of weakness, a burning desire impossible to deny, forbidden words I should have never spoken. Seven years ago, I confessed my darkest secret to my brother's girlfriend. When she broke up with him and walked out of our lives, she took my secret with her. But with my band set to go on tour around the world, I have a problem. I need a nanny for my autistic daughter. And unfortunately, Viola Starr, my brother's ex, is the perfect fit. Now there's no escaping her or our past. Especially when my brother seems determined to win her back. Five months and she'll be out of our lives again. Five months of ignoring lingering, heated glances. The fire she draws out of me. The way she loves my daughter five months and my world is about to come crashing down around me. So this is actually was originally um, published as a duet. Um, so it's all she's reformatted it and put it back into one book. But originally it was love to hate her and then hate to love him. The original release date for book one was February 27th of 2020. Um, Tropes are rock star romance, single dad, nanny trope, childhood friends, enemies to lover, uh, brother's ex, so a little bit of a taboo, uh, slow burn, and a grumpy sunshine. Um, steam level is about a three and a half because it is a slow burn. Had it not been a slow burn, it had been a four. Um, <laughs> the angst, there is a bit of angst in this book. I would say it's probably about a level yes. four in the angst. Um, Solid four. <laughs> Uh, trigger and content warnings we should be aware of. There is death of a parent, cheating, and past drug use. Not on page and not the main characters. Um, neither. So one of the things that came up with this series, somebody said, oh, I didn't want to read that because there's cheating. It's a love triangle. It is, but it isn't. And we'll get into that. Um, so just be warned of that. Series, this is Wild to Love number two, originally written as a duet, now a combined story. Um, and again, note. Not a love triangle or cheating in this story at all. Um, I know several of our listeners are a little like, I don't do cheating. There's no cheating in this book. Um, not by the main characters. No. And that's, you know, that's one of the things um, I did like about Viola's character. So I just want to be really clear. This is one of those characters that I renamed. <laughs> <laughs> which we all know I do. Um, and I think even in my review on the website, I have her listed as Violet. I think her name is Violet. I did not think her name was Viola. I read it and I thought of Viola Davis. Like, so oh. I knew in my head it was Viola. Like, 
Yeah. I didn't. So <laughs> if I if I accidentally misnamed the character, I apologize. Um, that's one of the things that I did like about Viola and her character is when she comes back on scene to the band, she is not there to try to reconnect with the brother, uh, uh, Gus. She she just sees him as her friend. There's no love connection anymore for him. Um, which made it very for him because they had a a great relationship in the past, but there's nothing more than that. Yeah. It's so, I think that, you know, the way it's written because it's his brother's ex and she's back on scene and she's there to get back with her brother. She's never there to get back with his brother. There's just not. Okay. So let's start with Jasper. Um, I said he's totally the tortured hero um, because when he's young, he realizes his brother has loved Viola and he steps aside. Well, let's preface this with, and this is very in the very beginning, so it's not really a spoiler, but they reveal that he kissed her first. They yes. had a moment. And then he realized his brother loved her and he stepped aside. Yeah. And because of their past as children, and they get into this kind of early on in the book, Jasper and Gus's mom dies when they're young. And uh, she dies. Jasper is with her. She actually drowns. Um, and Jasper is with her when he dies. And I think that because of the survivor's guilt, he feels like he has to do everything he can to make things better for his brother. Mm-hmm. So these, the two boys and Viola with the other two members of the band have grown up in small town, Alabama. As soon as they graduate high school, the boys leave and go out to LA to try their luck as rock stars. Viola at that time, Viola and Gus are still together. She goes off to college at the university of Alabama. Um, and I think it's halfway through the first semester. She realizes that Gus is not being faithful. And she flies out to California to break up with him. And that is the prologue of the story. Yes. And I, I like, it tells you a lot about the character from the beginning that she has the strength to confront him in person. Not, and, you know, the other bandmates try to protect her as she goes to find guests at a concert. And um, they're like, no, 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 we'll go get him. She's like, nope, I'm going. Yeah, you know, um, just fortitude, strength, absolutely, backbone of steel, which comes in super handy in the rest of the story. Yes, and that character trait is throughout the book. Yeah, and you see that. And so, at the end of the prologue, we get this little snippet as she's leaving. Jasper has followed her outside, and he's he says to her, "I've always loved you," and our first album is for you like all of those songs are for you i wrote Um, about you yeah and she doesn't quite know what to do with this information um she goes home but in all of the years so it's seven years later when the book starts with chapter one she's only ever listened to that first album she has not listened to their next three albums yeah because she is still caught up in the fact that he wrote that about her and and also to put some separation between that time in her life to allow herself to move on yeah Uh, and she even talks about how she's memorized all the songs 
once she realized that those songs were written about her, she she knows them by heart. Yeah. Um, so the pretense of the story is Jasper is a single dad. His, the mother of his child has passed. Um, and she's the one who has the drug issues. She was a groupie. They hooked up. The little girl is his, um, Adeline. And um, they're, they handle that situation very well. Like Gus at one point tries to talk badly about the mother, the little girl's mother, and Jasper shuts it down. He's like, we're not doing that. We're not, this is not how we're going to have this conversation ever um, for his daughter. But the little girl is, um, she's on the autism spectrum. And so, but Jasper does not want to be away from her. So the band has to go on tour per their contract for a new album. And it's five months. It's a world tour. And he wants to take his daughter with him. Yeah, she's a she's three years old, so fairly young. Um, he's kept her out of the public eye. She's kept her very protected, um, and she has a very tight circle. So you know, you also learn, and I think this is one of the things you you fall for Jasper out about pretty early on, is how much he's dedicated to his daughter. You know, he's. He's given her every possible advantage and support. I mean, he has the resources to do that, but he has spared no expense with therapists and, you know, keeping her consistent. And so he's obviously worried about, you know, she thrives with consistency and redundancy. So there is definite concern as they go out on tour where they're going to be jumping from hotels to tour buses and, he needs help with care and providing her structure. Yeah, it's it, it's really well done. Um, I, you know, I have a neurodiverse child that just, you know, he's not on the spectrum or anything like that. But the way that the author describes the daughter in liking routine and, um, you know, structure and having her favorite things and stuff like that. I have friends that have autistic children and that felt very real um very genuine and it's treated very well like i think mm -hmm. that there was just a lot of respect to all of the different situations in this story i also really liked how it's it is brought up genuinely throughout the book there's times where authors will create a character who's different or have special needs and it's like they're peppered in only in opportune spots but this was really like a like woven in throughout the story um she's more it, than just a plot point she is a full developed and thought out character exactly um and and how we got more than just Viola taking care of her. Oh, I watched her this morning. And then here we have a scene later on with Jasper. No, it was, this is what we did. This is how I'm helping develop her. Um, so you really got the sense of what day to day was with Addie and, you know, what they're facing and how she's helping her grow and blossom. Well, and also the other band members, how protective they are. Now, these guys are high school buddies. They've been together for 
So I think, you know, like 11 years since they've all met since high school, they all grew up in the same small town. Um, and they all are so protective of Addie and interwoven into their life. So when I say a full developed character, I'm like, she is part of the story. She, she's part of the reason that there's the push and pull between Jasper and Viola. She's, um, part of what's, you know, dragging your heart into them too. Um, because you see this great care, this, I mean, Jasper's just this really, as much as he's a jackass and a grump and mad at everybody, he is such a fantastic character. And part of, I think why you fall in love with him even more is his interactions and his care he has for his daughter. Absolutely. His protectiveness as well as just his love, unemotional love. Here he's hired a nanny. He could go out and party after the concerts. He, you know, doesn't have to come back to the hotel on time. He could go to the clubs and drink and do whatever, but he doesn't. He's there and he gets, you know, he's there to have breakfast with her in the morning. And um, so let's talk about Viola's character a little bit because she's a pretty phenomenal character in of her own. Um, I was totally girl crushing on her. Yeah. Yeah. And we do have a book besties episode coming up. She might need to be listed. (laughs) Um, So she is in a totally shitty place at the start of the book. Like even in the prologue here, she is a college student. She's struggling to make things go. And she's got to fly across the country to break up with her boyfriend because he's an asshole. Like not cool. And then when you meet her seven years later, her Job has been cut due to budgets. Her teaching position, yeah. Yeah, her teaching position. She is waitressing part-time at a friend's bar. And her mother just stole her money. Yeah, all of her savings that she's been holding on to, her mother stole. So she's living, like, in a terrible apartment just at her ends. And this job opportunity comes for her. And um, he, she doesn't know who it is for at first. And Jasper doesn't know who the potential nanny is at first. It, it's not revealed until the very last minute. Yeah. Last minute, like on the plane, we're flying to Los Angeles. And, and this is who it's for. <laughs> this is who it's for. Um, but Vi is crazy fierce. I mean, I just don't know other, what, what other word to describe her. She's just fierce there yes it, it it goes back to fierce and fortitude and um she has this internal strength that you just based on kind of her life and how life has kicked her around you like it's very admirable because even when she starts and Jasper realizes who it is and his past connection and how much he's paying her. And then he realizes that she has all this um, student loan debt, student loan debt. And her mom stole her savings. He was like, pay off her debt. And she fights him on it. She's like, no, I I will deal with that on my own. I'm not like you pay me for this job and nothing else. And they have a little fight about that, but she stands her ground and is very adamant about how she feels about that. Well, and she easily could have fallen to Gus's arms and weeped and been woe is me and flirted back with him and taken advantage of the situation. 
you know, because he did the ex brother, uh, Jasper's brother, Gus does flirt with her and does. And I don't want to spoil anything, but there is purpose to his flirting. Um, he's trying to, you know, irritate his older brother. Um, but she could have taken it and run with it, you know, and nobody would have blamed her because crap, her life was shitty back in Alabama. Um, and she is so fiercely loyal and protective. And the other thing I noticed, especially with her interactions with the other members of the band and the manager, she loves big. Yes, she does. Even at the moment of chaos, when things are falling apart between her um, and Jasper, and she is totally hurt. Um, she has a hard time believing who hurt her. It just, she just doesn't understand because her brain doesn't work like that. Nope. And if, if that's the case, she wants to hear it from them. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple other characters. We talked a little bit about Gus, who is Jasper's brother. Um, he is the backup guitarist and, um, singer for the band. He is a character all on his own. His book is the next one in the series. Um, his flirting and his just <laughs> needling of his brother really just adds to the story. He's got this over the top, like boisterous kind of personality that you're just like, oh, I got your number. Like, yeah. I got you. I mean, he wants to be <laughs> the brightest star in the room, but he is like living it up. He's so fun. Um, and then there is Henry, who is the bassist, and he's kind of a dark, shadowy character that we don't really we don't really get to know much about him. Um, and then we meet Keith, who is the drummer, which is book three in the series. Henry's is book four. Um, and Keith, all we know about him is he really likes his Jack Daniels. Nope. Keith is book four. Oh, right. Because, yes, Henry's we're off. Book five. Yeah. Because yeah. book one was their uh, producer's story. Um, but you can read this as a standalone. You didn't need to read book one. Um, let's talk about her mom a little bit. She's a special person. Mm. And she does appear back into the story and creates all sorts of havoc. Yeah, but I felt like it was more of a... She does create havoc. Um, but I think she's also encouraged. Yes. Well, absolutely. Um, we do see little glimpses of some of Viola's friends from her hometown. We see her boss who owns the bar where she was bartending at before she went on tour and um, her best friend. And she snaps pictures. And um, so you do get to see kind of a little bit of how Viola is with other people outside of the band. So you get a true genuine sense of who she is. And I really, I liked that because when you have a story that the characters are kind of living in a bubble, sometimes we don't always see what the outside world is seeing. Right. Um, you just are living in a little bubble. And I think that Jay Salmon did an excellent job by utilizing the mom and the best friend and the bar owner as a way for us to see into the bubble from the outside how others see it so i thought that was really well done and it added a level of depth um to the story there is sophia the assistant to the band um we're just not going to give her any time you all can figure that out she's not even decent in the beginning of the book like the way she talks to vi on the airplane before you know when she's signing the non-disclosure and stuff she's like 
just so you know, you're not coming back to get them back. They're not interested in you. She's super snooty. Yeah. Yeah. I pictured her this very specific way. I just was not impressed with her. Like, well, you're not supposed to be. Right. Really not. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I do feel like I I wanted to mention that Jane Salmon, um, in my opinion, expertly navigates the complexity of a woman who has spent too many years with the wrong brother. Did I write that? This isn't you. You didn't write this, right? Did I write this? It's really smart. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, this is really smart. Maybe I'm reading Carolina's note. (laughs) Anyway. Jay Salmon expertly navigates the complexity of a woman who has spent too many years with the wrong brother, creating a compelling story that will hook you in from the very beginning. And when I tell you it will force you down a rabbit hole, I'm not joking. And the books are long because they were duets. Yeah, because Becky texted one day, has anybody read this author? And I was like, yes, I have. (laughs) Yeah, you will like it. Go for it. And Becky went down the rabbit hole. So yeah. I've I've actually read book four in the series. So this was my first time reading book two. I hadn't I hadn't read any of the other series. Yeah. So oh, and book four is good read. too. That's Keith yes. the Drummers. It's an age gap. We'll talk about that another yes. time, people. Are we going to talk about the steamy scenes? Yes. Let's talk about the steamy scenes. So. I texted the ladies. Um, I said, oh, my God, you guys, this has got to be the sexiest dry humping scene I have ever read in a book. Like, like my my Kindle melted as I was reading this thing. Like, she's trimming his hair. They're in the bathroom. They're out on tour. He needs a haircut. And like, I was getting goosebumps because the, the way he was talking about how he was feeling when he was touching her hair or his hair, and then to get the top part that was extra long, she has to straddle him. Hello? Yeah. Yes. Spicy, spicy. Um, that it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then... Um, Okay, what's your next favorite scene? The one when they, the first time they actually have sex. No, the one where they're, they're sharing in the, the hotel, they're sharing the wall, they're in the different rooms. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. They were texting. The, they were texting. Yes. They were texting. And then and they, they hurt each other. Yes. That was early on in the book, too. That was before the bathroom scene. No, that was after the bathroom scene. It was scene. after the bathroom scene? It was after the bathroom okay. scene. Because it was like it es- kind of ex- escalated. Like, Yeah. When I say this book was a slow burn, you guys, it was a slow burn. 64%. The whole, <laughs> 64%. The whole first, like, because the book, it says part one and part two, right? Yeah. So part one is the part one is the first of the duet. And I think those are the two anchor scenes or the two steamy scenes. Like they don't get hot and heavy until part two. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's <sighs> the scene where they're dancing when they, he takes her to the club and the, um, the manager stays home with Addie. Yes. Into the mm-hmm. hotel. And he's like sliding his hands and do, no, that's a different book. Never mind. Another book, there's a scene in an alley. They did not go to the alley. 
Yes, they did. They went oh, to the, is that their book? They went to the, the alley. alley. Yes. Oh, they went but to the alley. That was after that was after their first time. Like yes. their first official yeah. time. Yeah. They went out to the alley. See, here's what happened. When you go down a rabbit hole like this and you read all the books like boom, 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 boom. <laughs> you like get lost. Yes, they went out, they were dancing, and she goes out, they go out to the alley and Yep. I always like a good public like in the shadows sex scene it just but that wasn't their first their first no time that was not no Uh, and that one's pretty that was pretty hot too so um we're gonna spoil this a little bit so if you want to go forward a couple minutes you should do that um oh well i guess we're going a little long so i will not spoil it we will not talk (laughs) about it we'll just get our questions done oh goodness um okay well let's just say we really liked her fortitude. Her fortitude comes back at the end. Well, right? yes, because there's never the third act breakup. Right. And and can I just say, yeah. I love the grand gesture. Holy crap. I love it. Yes. And it wasn't even necessarily needed because he didn't do, he believed her in the end and that's all that matters. I mean, no, he, I, but I still, I still loved it he was he was fighting for her and he was showing how he was fighting for her and i loved he was helping her get the redemption she needed and i loved every minute of it it was so good so good okay so carolina did you like this book okay so i need to preface this with (laughs) when i started reading this book i did not realize that it was a duet combined (laughs) once i realized that I, le- I was like all in. I was yeah. there. Um, but at first I was like, just, I wasn't feeling like I was moving forward. Yeah. And then I realized, okay, then it's a duet. I understood the pacing at that point and I was there. And like I said, I had a complete girl crush on Viola. Yeah. She's such a great character. Um, I'm obsessed with this book. Um, it's consumed me from beginning to end. I ended up completing the series in a weekend because I'm just that obsessed. Um, so who would typically like this book? You've got to love an angsty book. If you don't you do. love angst, this is not for you. You've got a lot. You got to love a slow burn um, that has great steamy tension. And also, if you're looking for a rock star romance where they're touring, like they're out on the road you you get that 100% because a majority of the book is them on the road. Yeah. Um, and I do think that that makes a difference into the setting and in the way they interact when it's on the road like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think you have to be a f- fan of the damaged hero um, because that does add into the angst of the story. Um, would you recommend this book? Uh, yes, I would recommend this book. I mean, yeah, with the caveats of what we all talked about, like of what you're looking for. But yes, I love I loved Jay Salmon's writing. I love her character development um, and how attentive every, everybody serves a purpose. Yeah. You don't really have if you have a purpose of if you're you're supposed to love them, if you're supposed to laugh at them, if you're supposed to hate them. Every character has a purpose. Yeah. Um, I keep telling everyone to read this, so you guys will be hearing more about this series, and I'm going into the next series of hers, so I'm a big fan now. Big fan. 
Anyway, Carolina, thank you for joining me for this quick shot of romance that ran a little long because I'm obsessed. Um, anyway. Thanks so much for having me back. Anytime. Um, happy reading, everyone. Until next time. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 